With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit shorter, but don't worry. There is a lot on the way over the course of the next two weeks. Who knows? Maybe three weeks? I don't know. I I wouldn't mind if it was four weeks, to be honest. Um, Plan for today is to run through this bracket. Uh, By the time you listen to this, there should be a post up at thednvr.com where I've kind of run through most of these thoughts um, and maybe some others that I forget to say here. Uh, But yeah, that's the plan. We're going to go through. We're going to pick the bracket. And then tomorrow, hopefully Ben's going to be able to come on. Um, I know his class schedule like opens up later in the week, I guess. Um, So... We'll definitely have him later in the week. And then what do we have going on? Uh, Wednesday's podcast will be after all the games on Wednesday. So the game that will matter the most is the game between Stanford and Cal because the winner will play Colorado. Um, So I'll be talking about that. Hopefully Ben will be too. I think that's when the schedule opens up. Um, so stay tuned for that. That'll be late Wednesday night. Hopefully you can listen Thursday before the Buffs play at like 9.30 Thursday. We'll have a DMVR Buffs post game after that game from the DMVR studios where we'll all be watching the game if you guys need somewhere to watch. It's also known as the DMVR bar. Um, so there's like food and drinks and all that. And I'm pretty sure the capacity just got expanded today. Although that is not what this podcast is about. And so I didn't double check. Um... Yeah, so yeah, me today, Ben tomorrow, and then talking about whatever happens on Wednesday, Wednesday night, and on Thursday we'll have post-game, and then we'll continue to have post-games for as long as the Buffs keep playing in this tournament, and then we'll catch up, I guess. Oh, well, I should say now, we're going to have a Selection Sunday show on Sunday, so stay tuned for that. It's a busy week. Part of the reason this podcast is going to be short, but in my opinion, maybe the most important podcast of the week because we are running through this entire bracket and talking about it, talking about what DraftKings has to say about it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let's just start from the beginning. Um, 
First game of the entire... Oh, wait. Before we do that, a couple more words about the Colorado XOs. Uh, the Colorado XOs are doing incredible things in the rugby world. They are trying to single-handedly improve the United States rugby team. That is their mission, to help the rugby team that represents, I guess, not all of us, but based on the numbers, like probably like 96% of us, I think is the number. Um, that are Americans, but uh, yeah, they're taking athletes from other sports, soccer, football, lacrosse, basketball, rugby, not, not rugby. They are rugby, uh, cross country track. Um, oh, I think there's some wrestlers, uh, and they're taking them to the infinity park at Glendale and training them up, having them play on the Colorado XOs and ideally getting them onto the U S national team, which trains at the same facility out in Glendale. That's cool stuff. Follow along with DMVR Rugby, uh, the podcast, the Twitter account, um, on the actual website for the written content because it's rugby season and cool stuff is happening right here in Colorado. Okay. Uh, Yeah, the first game, as I was saying, is going to be between Arizona State and Washington State, 1 p.m. Pacific. And if I'm being totally honest, this one's a tough one to pick. Um... I'll talk through my thoughts instead of keeping them on the inside. Uh, Arizona State obviously has not lived up to any of the hype. The I'm, What else is there to say at this point? Like, why would anybody expect them to now, all of a sudden, start playing good basketball? I mean, they, they were playing a game that decided whether they were the 7 team or the number 8 team in the Pac-12 tournament, and Utah beat them like 90-something to 60-something, I believe. So... Yeah, I mean, Arizona State isn't all that good. At the same time, Washington State, like, you you look at the lineups and say, Arizona State should probably win this game just based on the players that they have on that team. This is, to me, probably the toughest game to pick of the entire tournament. Wow, that's a bold statement, now that I think of it. I might might actually save that distinction, but it's got to be right up there. Um... My job is to pick one of these, and you know what? We're going Washington State. Um, it's a bit of an upset, and I think that this is a tournament that won't see all that many upsets. Uh, so let's fit one in right here just because we don't want to go too chalk. And, you know, Washington State, better record. I wonder what happened when those teams played each other. I was running through every team's schedule today, and I... I kind of figured that that part of my life was going to be gone for, you know, at least a few months just because we're out of the bracketology season, trying to figure out how the standings are going to shape out and, like, the scenarios and all that kind of stuff. Um, but here we are again. So, Washington State, when they played Arizona State, lost in overtime at Arizona State, uh, and then had the other game canceled. So... They will be playing after having that happen, which gives us nothing to go off of. So we're just going to roll with Washington State. And feel good about it. Yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Lost. That was the last game they played. Was against Arizona State. They lost. But it was overtime. Yeah, we're going Washington State here. And the rest of these picks are going to be a lot more straightforward. Um, Second game of the day is going to be Utah-Washington at 4 p.m. Pacific time. I've got Utah there. Washington's bad. Uh, Stanford-Cal, the 6-11 game. The game that decides who plays Colorado, that'll be at 
7 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Wednesday. And we're going Stanford. Again, Cal's just not good enough to for, for me to spend more time on this game. I will say, though, that I'm upset with myself for saying all these times in Pacific time because now I'm committed and my brain keeps wanting to flip them into real time. Um, next game is going to be 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, and that's going to be Oregon and, at least in my world, they're playing Washington State. Uh, Oregon cruises to a victory in that one, and the next game is going to be at 2.30 Pacific time, UCLA at Oregon State. I'm going Oregon State. And again, that might come as a surprise. I know that UCLA is seen as one of these top four teams, and you know what? They are. They are one of the top four teams. But Oregon State is... It, it, they sneakily put together a very good season this year. Um, I saw, oh, this is a, so here's the thing. So John Wilner tweeted out and wrote a whole story on his uh, predictions for all the awards for this season. So player of the year, the all Pac-12 teams, all defensive teams, rookie, coat, all that stuff. And there were some things in there that Buffs fans would like, like McKinley Wright for uh, player of the year. Things like uh, Eli Parquet not on the defense team, which I think when I saw the tweet, there were like, I think 10 total responses between the quote tweets and the replies. And I think all but three of them were just about Eli Parquet. So, you know, the, the good word was spreading. But I did come away from that experience saying, well, we are not going to be digging into that today because it's a little bit complicated and all that. But, um... What I wanted to say was this. He had, uh, oh, I don't want to get this wrong. I think he had Andy Enfield as the Pac-12 coach of the year. That might be wrong. I don't, I'm confident it wasn't Tad. Um, and that was what I took away from it. But one of the things I found interesting was that in his coach of the year, like guys who are close, uh, I think he listed four of them. One of them was Wayne Tinkle from Oregon State. And I think that he was probably deserving. You know, it's not a spectacular season, but to lose your best player, the uh, former conference player of the year, um, a player who was, I think, their leading scorer at least three seasons, I think four straight seasons, and bounce back and put together a 500 conference record that gets you into that number five seed, it's impressive. And I, I do think that he deserves some credit for that. And... I'm, I'm going with the upset here uh, for a couple of different reasons. I know Oregon State's coming off a loss, but before that, they had won three straight games, and all three of those games were on the road. UCLA, meanwhile, has lost three straight games. Uh, and I can't remember all their opponents. I think they were just Colorado, USC, and U not UCLA. They are UCLA and uh, Oregon. Um, and so, I mean, you're, you're judging teams by two different standards. When I think Oregon State's wins were... I know they were Stanford. Oh, they were Stanford, Cal, Utah, I believe. Um, so it's not like those are great wins, but they are road wins, and that's a team that is playing well. While UCLA has played some of, I thought, its worst basketball recently. I like the upset here, especially if you're like making this bet for money um, because you're probably going to get really good odds on this as well. Uh, so if you're looking for a, a good upset, this is my favorite upset pick of the tournament. Um, and I'm just waiting until I can put some money on this. Um, next game up, 
is going to be USC against Utah, who beat Washington in my world. Uh, and that's a 5.30 p.m. Pacific time start. I've got USC. You know, I, I was able to think about it for a second, and not any longer than for that second could I think about Utah winning this game. U USC is just too good to be picking against them in, in, the, in this game. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't lose the game because it's March and college basketball, all that, but I can't sit here and say that Utah's going to beat USC in that game. Uh, and then the nightcap on Thursday, the only... The only game to this point in the tournament that has not been on the Pac-12 networks will be on ESPN, Colorado against, and this is where I really need to stress it, Stanford, because Stanford in my bracket is beating Cal, uh, will be playing at 9.30 p.m. our time, 8.30 Pacific time. Finally switched that time. Um, Colorado-Stanford, you know, the talk is about, I mean, you're going to hear the phrase, it's it's hard to beat a good team three times uh, a lot. Um, there's probably something to that, but I think there's also something to well, you were able to stop the front court. That's kind of what this team's all about in two games. I don't know what is going to get changed that's going to to make that not happen. Like like I'm sure that Stanford's in the locker room saying, you know, here we have we we found something to try, but as somebody who's watched these games, I don't look back in that and say, "Oh, well, if you just do this differently, everything's going to be fine." Like Colorado beat Stanford pretty cleanly, and Colorado's just the better basketball team. I I think Colorado is going to beat Stanford. Now, I will say this though, um, when you look at the other teams that got through the first round, um, USC playing Utah, uh, I mean Utah getting through, Arizona or Washington State gets through playing Oregon. I mean, I think that Colorado playing Stanford has the biggest challenge out of Colorado, USC, and Oregon in, in this world. And, and I think a lot of people would even say that Colorado faces a tougher test in Stanford than UCLA does in Oregon State. I don't know about all that, um, but I do think that Colorado still does get this win. Although, again, it's it's March, and nothing at all should be taken for granted, and I don't think I should need to say that, but I will. Um, next up, though, we have the semifinal on the other side of the bracket, and that's going to be Oregon playing Oregon State, um, a rivalry which... I'm sure has a new name, although I do not know what that new name is, and I know I'm not supposed to say the old name. Um, it is a rivalry game, though, and I, I don't think Oregon State can win it. I think, I mean, I think they, they can, but I don't think they will. Oregon is just too much better. Oregon goes on to the championship, and if I were to make a bet, I would say by double digits. Um, next semifinal, we've got USC and Colorado. That's the 8.30 Pacific time on Friday, also on ESPN. And uh, I've, got, I've got Colorado in that one. You know, it's the same thing. We've just seen Colorado beat USC a couple of times. And you would think that the second time you would get a little bit more of a fight out of them. But it was an 18-point game. And I, again, just don't look at that game and say, oh, those 18 points, they come from... If you just switch this matchup, you know, I'm sure that Andy Enfield has some things that he's going to do differently, 
I just don't think that there's enough that you change that makes you think, well, now the ball, but now, now we are the favorite here. Um, I think that Colorado's kind of proven that they, they are the better team in this matchup and I'm going to ride with them. And I know that I kind of sound like a homer, but I don't really care. That leaves Oregon and Colorado in the title game. Uh, that'll be 7.30 Pacific time on Saturday. And that's a battle. That's, um, in my opinion, a complete toss-up. Um, I have two things to say, though. When I was actually filling out this bracket, which I treated, tweeted out earlier, um, I picked Colorado in this game, and I felt pretty good about it. I will also say that if you're not being given, like, odds or anything in this tournament, um, if you're just asking me, like, who who are you taking to win the Pac-12, I'm going to take Oregon. I just think that, and you look at their side of the bracket, Arizona State, Washington State, UCLA, Oregon State. I think Oregon beats all those teams, and, and I think that they are just a step above them. Um that Colorado game, that's going to be the big one. If, if it's USC, that will also be very competitive. Um, but yeah, those those are basically my thoughts there. Let's go Colorado. Why not go Colorado? I picked him earlier. Like McKinley Wright is good, and I'm willing to just use that as an excuse in any one of these Pac-12 games. And in, I'm not going to feel all that ashamed about it. When you get to, you want to ask what my f actual thought is when somebody says, who wins in a Pac-12 championship between Oregon and Colorado? I think, well, Oregon has McKinley, or, or Colorado has McKinley right. And that, that's just too big of an advantage. I mean, he's, to me, the best player in the Pac-12 this season. Uh, he's one of the best point guards in the country. I know Oregon has Chris Duarte playing well, but eh, he's no kin. Uh, we're going Colorado there and feeling good about it. Uh, we're going to run through those odds, though, on the other side of this break because I don't know, it's fun to see how the odds makers see the Pac-12. Um, and sometimes we agree with them, sometimes we don't. We'll figure that out in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to say a quick word about our good friends over at Brackenridge Brewery. Um, I've told you about the seltzers before. They are very new. We haven't seen them for more than, what, like three weeks? Maybe they've been out for a month now. I don't think so, though. Um, if you haven't tried them yet, you really should. To me, like, I'm not somebody who just enjoys, like, the taste of beer. Like, I've gotten to the point in my life where it's like, yeah, beer, like, a good strawberry sky, I'll enjoy that, you know? But just sitting down and drinking beer, I don't really have, like, beer cravings or anything like that. Um, I will say this, though. Those seltzers are very good. And to be able to drink something that has, like, fewer calories and that sort of thing and does the trick like a beer does, that's a substitute that I am willing to make fairly often. Um, and I think that a lot of other people would too, if they were checking out these seltzers, um, again, they're really good they have a whole bunch of different flavors. Um, the, the peach is actually the only one I've tried still, but it's because it's good. And it's the one that I want to drink. Um, there are plenty of others. There's like apple pear. I know that the honeydew gets great reviews and 
I think it was Ryan who said that. I was like, well, honeydew, that sounds terrible. Like, that's the worst fruit whenever you get a fruit cup. Nobody searches out honeydew. But then he made a great point. He said that the reason it's always the worst fruit is that the flavor is so subtle. And in fruit, that's a bad thing. But in a seltzer, it can actually be a really good thing. So I want to check those out too. Um, they're really good seltzers. You can pick them up just about anywhere. Uh, they're called the Good Company Seltzers. And uh, if you want to be sure that you're going to find them, you can go to the beer locator on the Brackenridge Brewery website, and they'll tell you exactly where to go to pick up those seltzers or anything else that you want from Breckenridge Brewery. Also, it is that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Um, Again, that's a $4 bet on an underdog in select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open. Um, There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if college basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So, Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code DNVR to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, uh, speaking of DraftKings, let's uh, head over to our DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you are kidding. Okay. Okay, so the Pac-12 conference odds actually were pulled, but they're great. Out- okay, they're back. There we go. We are good to go. Um, let's do this. Uh, let's do this like the dramatic way where we start with the worst odds and then build toward the best odds. Um, that'll be fun. Uh, plus 30,000. Actually, two teams tied for the worst odds. Uh, by the way, what this means is you bet $10 and you pick one of these teams to win the Pac-12 tournament, you're going to get $3,000. It's a great deal if they win and they won't. Uh, it's Washington. It's Cal. You know, you could maybe talk yourself into this by saying, like, Matt Bradley gets hot and just carries on. No, you couldn't. You couldn't do it. Uh, let's move along to Washington State, uh, plus 10,000. Again, I, I just don't even think you can talk yourself into that. Like, I think you could talk yourself into them winning a game. And I was going to say maybe two games, but then I remember that second game is against Oregon, and I don't know what you can actually do that. Um, yeah. Uh, Arizona State, next worst odds, uh, plus 4,000. This just feels like bait to me. It, it feels like what they want is for casual fans to scroll through this app, think, you know, there's a lot of conference basketball tournaments going on. I wonder if, if I should get some action in on one or two of these. And they go to the, uh, what page is this? The Team Futures Conference Winner page. 
and they start scrolling and they see West Coast Conference. Well, oh, I know what we're going to do there. Let's put some money on Gonzaga. Wait, they're minus 10,000. Nobody else is worth a bet. And you look at the ACC and you're like, oh, these seem like decent odds, but I'm not actually going to watch any ACC basketball. It sounds terrible. Um, and then the Big Ten and you're like, well, this is actually good basketball, but I mean, there's like six teams that could win and none of them have that great of odds. Let's just keep moving. And you finally get to the Pac-12 conference and you see, oh, Oregon plus 175. Well, there's no value. USC plus 235. Color, eh, I'm not so sure. But then you keep looking. You see Arizona State at plus 4,000. You think, Remy Martin? Bobby Hurley? Plus 4,000? You have to take it. But no, you do not. It is just bait. It is right there with good odds so that you will take that. That's a team with a losing record, and again, they've shown no reason why you should be expecting them to do anything different in their final game of the season. Like, I don't think that they're going to win a game and get a second. Um, it's tempting, and it almost got me, if I'm being honest. You know, I was, I was writing about all this, and I was looking like, if you were to bet on a long shot to win, who would you choose? And you look through these teams, and it's tough to pick anybody, really. And that's what kind of leads you to Arizona State. But you just have to remember, there has never been anything behind this hype all year. And that has not changed. Don't throw your money away. Um, Utah plus 3,000 is the next worst odds. And, again, I just, I just don't see what happens with that team for them to be able to get so hot that they can beat, every, like, like Timmy Allen averaging 30 points a game is just like a, a given in the Utah Pac-12 scenario, or Pac-12 champ scenario. It might, it might even need to be 35 a game, just as an average for that team to have a chance to win a Pac-12 title. And, and it just, you, you still wonder where the rest is coming from. Like, Alfonso Plummer? He'll help, I, 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 I don't see it. Um, Oregon State plus 2,000, it'd be a nice Cinderella story. And I'm not really sure what the vibe is in Boulder about Wayne Tinkle just because Oregon State <laughs> doesn't come up often. Um, but I do think that of all these teams, that's one where you could really get behind like a Pac-12 run. And yeah, that is on the other side of the bracket, so Buffs fans could also get behind it. Um, but yeah, I, again, plus 2,000, I just, it's not... It's not going to happen. And and even Stanford plus 1,500. If you want a long shot, honestly, that's probably where you go. But, I, again, I just don't know how they do it. How you look at that team and say, they're going to be Colorado and then USC and then Oregon. And that's the truth. Uh, but but see, now that we've gotten through the, the what is the seven teams that aren't, going to win in my opinion you we get to the four that are really in it and to me this really is like a four-team race and you can't say that about anything in march but in terms of conference tournaments like there is just such a clear separation in my opinion between the top four and the rest of the conference um that you know if if there's more than one team with a five seed or higher in the final four here i would be amazed and I know that I, I keep saying things that could get freezing cold taked in just a few days. And I'm having that flash before my eyes every 30 seconds or so. But I, I think that this actually is also clear that you're safe to say it all. Um, here's where you get into the contenders. UCLA, 
plus 550. Um, for you non-betters, that means you bet 10 bucks and you get your 10 bucks back plus another 55 bucks. Um, it's good value. It is good value. And I don't love it just because like I have them getting upset in their first game. And if I didn't, I would have them losing to Oregon in their second. And if I didn't, I would have them losing to either USC or Colorado in the final. And so I guess that's why they're plus 550. Well, Colorado's plus 300, USC next best plus 235, and then Oregon plus 175. Um, if I were to make my pick, I would take the Colorado bet out of all of them. And I know that makes me sound like a homer. And there might be something too, having watched Colorado play every game. But when I look through this, I do think that Oregon should be the favorite. I do think that Oregon has the best chance of winning this tournament. Do they have a chance that makes me like betting on plus 175? No, they don't. Um, USC at plus 235? I mean, I, I, I'd i rather bet Colorado than USC. I, I think that they should both be, like, maybe USC, Colorado, both at plus 275 instead of USC plus 235 and Colorado plus 300. Um, again, it's, it's March basketball, though, and whatever happens is what's going to happen. Um, oh, this is a great way to close this out. Um, so apparently there's a deal on DraftKings that I didn't even know about. And it's a college basketball conference tourney mystery box. Uh, so what you do is you opt in, it'll just pop up and you say opt in. And then you get issued a single use mystery profit boost. And it can be used on anything college basketball. So it looks like you can bet on a college basketball game. Um, you could take Colorado to win the Pac-12 tournament. Um, you could put together a parlay of different college basketball games. Um, but, oh wow. So the way it works is you're randomly assigned one of these four. A 20% boost, a 50% boost, a 100% boost, or a 200% boost. Um, what that would mean is like if you get the... 100% boost. I love how this podcast over the last like month has mostly just been me doing math. That's going to change soon. Don't worry. Um, here <laughs> you want to bet 10 bucks on Colorado to win the tournament. You would get $30 back, but with a hundred percent profit boost, you'd actually get $60 back. You're basically getting plus 600 odds. Now you, there's like the rule. There's a max $25 bet. So if you guys are like big spenders, you're not going to be able to take full advantage of this. But I mean, you could at least put whatever part of your bet $25 is on it and go from there. Um, cool stuff going on at DraftKings. We're going to be following along with that. Uh, this is a bit of a chaotic start to what should be a chaotic week or two weeks or three weeks. Who knows? It could just keep going, but uh, I'm really excited. I'm glad we have a bracket that doesn't just come from me doing a bunch of math. And hopefully Ben will come on and tell me which games I got right, which games I got wrong tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for everything that's on the way because it's going to be a lot of fun. And we'll see you guys tomorrow.